0: Joe, do you know what Superman's biggest weakness is? No, what's Superman's biggest weakness? Fucking horses. Christopher Reeve joke. Little dated. Oh, Fell yeah, up a horse, that's
1: right. Christopher Reeve. Paralyzed him. I remember. He was Superman, right? He was Superman. Wow. the horse.
0: That works on a lot of levels. <laughs> you know. Try it again. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Joe. Yeah. Do you know what Superman's biggest weakness is? Bucking horses? <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Shock.
1: I'm Joe. And welcome to Carnival Personnel. The reason I laughed is because I thought you auto-corrected yourself oh. on, on bucking horses. I thought, like, you...
0: Oh, oh okay, I see C, that. See, I'm like, did he say bucking? Uh, that's a da- A, dated joke, B, horrible joke, 3... Not a joke. I blame... Uh, having seen anthony jesselneck this week oh you <laughs> too, too but we'll talk about that later anyways welcome to carnival personnel Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm w- glad to be here. I'm I, 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 well. You know, it'd be breaking an entry if you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, I've been. It's been pointed out to me that we give lots of hellos and shout outs to a number of people. Uh, but my sister, who's been listening, and I apologize. Uh, hello to my sister Kim. Uh, and uh, that's about it. Okay, that's the okay. show.
1: Good night. Right. Is there, is there any other coded messages you want to give to Kim?
0: <laughs> the dolphins are in the jacuzzi. See? Which, she, the other day, uh, we went to a vet at the kids' school, and my sister left a message to somebody. said, oh, the dolphins are uh, the dolphins are in the hot tub. And I'm like, are you mean dolphins in the jacuzzi? And she couldn't remember. I'm like, where did you pick that up? She goes, from you. I'm like, oh. And then she thought it I can't remember the movie she thought it was from. I'm like, no. It's from, and I recommend this. To everybody, this isn't my recommendation of the week. This is my recommendation of life. Bobcat Goldweights, Shakes the Clown, or (laughs) the Citizen Kane of alcoholic clown movies. Enough said about that.
1: All right. The dolphins are in the jacuzzi.
0: Yeah. That that was a a co-between two drug dealers in in the show. Right. Um, But you know what? I'm going to say it, Joe. Free at last. Free at last. Lord Almighty, I am free at last.
1: You have seen the mountaintop.
0: And my cast has come off my foot. So, Yeah, I mean, I still have a walking boot on. Those boots are made for walking. They really are, thank you. And that's just what I'll do. Because one, one of, of these, these days, days, these boots are yeah. gonna. walk. And um, so I, I just invoked Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech, equating it to me being in a cast. Yep. Few hundred years of slavery and Systematic oppression, oppression and, yep. And to me being in a cast. And just, you know, doubling down on your how racist is Jacques with <laughs> the Avengers thing last week. I was at the store yesterday and I saw. I think it was like Lucky Charms and Frosted Flakes in one box together, like they mix them up. And for years, people have been stunned that I'm like a big guy with half a bowl of Fruity Pebbles and half a bowl of like Captain Crunch. I've been mixing cereals for years and my, my nieces have always loved that. And I took a picture of the box and I sent it to you know my, my sister and her daughters saying, hey, I was ahead of the curve on this. I'm pretty much the Rosa Parks of mixed cereal together. <laughs> and my niece, Audrey, is like – that's not funny. like, no, it's not, a, but it's a- it's Were a, you ever told to go to the back of the cereal aisle? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned that the cereal was at the back of the store. Uh-huh. So, anyways, yeah, I'm pretty much racist.
1: <laughs> Probably because of the high theft of cereal due to you.
0: Chatwick, Bowman. <laughs> Bozeman. Yep. There we go. Try that again. Yeah. I, look, I, I, I said- I'm not a racist <laughs> when it comes to mispronouncing names because I said Hemsworth wrong yep. and you know every other name pretty right, much. Right. Right. Um, so okay, we are a comedy show, or we we talk about it. You love comedy, I love comedy, so we're going to talk a little less about like politics and awfulness and kind of focus a little more on comedy. Okay, great. Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> He's in jailo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Was the sea wolf playing in the? With the drugs and the ladies, what, what was your favorite flavor of uh, of Jello? Chloroform, <laughs> was it? A, no. And again, the fact that this all was started, and not because of the whispers and the secrets and the, the dozens of people that this happened to, uh, but Honorable Burris, just an off the you know part of his joke, part of a routine, Throw it out there. Was he in Philadelphia? And
1: Oh, I forget where he said it, but he did say, like... Yeah, he said something about Bill Cosby and potentially raping women. He's like, "We, we you know he's a rapist, right? Like, this is, like, in the news. Like, it's it's reported on. I'm not making this up. It's not a, a bit. Look it up.
0: And somebody it's, did. Yeah.
1: And lo and behold. But good for... Uh, what, what good. five years later? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't... I'm not good at math or numbers. But what I am good at is... Um, Cheering for justice.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yay! Yay, justice! So, he was found guilty on, what, three charges against uh, 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 perpetrated against him by one woman, facing up to 30 years behind bars.
0: Uh, and, and at 80, guessing he's not going to live out the sentence. I'm wondering what he's actually going to be sentenced to, or if he is sentenced. Because, of course, it will. There will be an appeal process. Um, you know, I heard a couple, like you know, legal, you know, noted legal people talking about a couple irregularities in this case. And God, it'd be awful for everybody to have to be dragged through that a third time. But he, I mean, he's not going to not put up a fight.
1: Are there other cases pending against him?
0: No, uh, Statue of Limitation had run out on all of them. And this one was – it was filed in time, but the, pro- the the prosecutors did not move forward till three days before this woman's statute of Limitation would have run out. So mm. – uh, but yeah, good times. Cosby. He wasn't on good times. Well, no, he – but Saturday, America's dad.
1: Not mine. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to be one of those prod guys who never gave a shit about Bill Cosby. Yeah. Sorry, no. I, I, I not that I not that there's anything wrong with liking
0: Bill Cosby for you know decades because most people did. And so the funny thing is, and, and I don't know, was it was it your oldest one or somebody like pointed was talking about it? It's like there's an age. I'm almost fifty, and I grew up. Before the Cosby Show, loving Cosby because of his stand-up, because of the albums we had, because of you know not so much Pluto Nash, but uh, you know other other you know hu- huge things. Pluto Nash, the, by the way, was Andy Murphy. <laughs> exact. Thank you. What the? Um, but he uh, but he but he was a huge fixture in our household. You know, before the Cosby Show, Fat Albert. You know all that stuff. But there's a line where people only know him as this. You know, and same thing with OJ. You know. I grew up in, in an era where he was, and we talked about it. Mr. Naked Gun, you know, the Hearst rental car commercials. I, I was a big football kid growing up, and it's like, you know remember him with the bills and stuff. So, But then there's, there's, you know, depending on your age, you only remember the Bronco chase on.
1: Yeah, that's just going to happen. But good, for, uh, good for, for them for putting him uh, in his place. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping that he at least sees some jail time.
0: Do they take pity because he's old or, or, you know, I don't know, you know, but it's going to be, but... You know
1: why I really feel bad about Carsey Werner?
0: And why is that? <laughs> I mean, they, they have all these Cosby show oh, right. episodes that well, they, they can't they, they, air. Well, you no, know, it's funny because, you know, management had pointed that out before with other things like that. Like, when something like this happens in, in a show... You know, it's pulled from syndication. Think of all the other second-string actors on the thing whose livelihoods are those residual checks. Yeah, like how many people down the line? I mean, how many of the writers, producers, you know, and and, and maybe not like the other leads who have gone on to do other things, but whose livelihood is those residual checks?
1: All right, here's a pitch, Carsi Werner, if you're listening: Cosby Show reboot, but Cliff Huxtable's dead. Everybody comes back except for Bill Cosby. It's, a, it's following the lives of the Huxtables after Bill Cosby, you know, died in a horrible uh, – some sort of a hot air balloon accident. They, they, I don't know. If they, we what can would you even into, mention it. You know what I
0: mean? What did they do with uh, the Netflix show there about the president? Oh, uh, House of Cards. Yeah, they just – yeah, Was they, he, he assassinated gonna, think, or
1: something? I don't know. Because he was president. Yes, I right. I think they got they, they killed him off and – but, you know – uh, I think Robin uh, Robin Wright is the president or has been the president before this whole thing happened. So I think it's just sort of a natural kind of transition where she's now the head and you know, the head character. And, but that is a little bit smoother. But yeah, I uh, I think I, I think I was only kidding about the Bill Cosby show coming <laughs> back without Bill Cosby because the Huxtable name is forever tarnished. Uh, See, you know what?
0: You've got to feel bad for people who are actually named Huxtable or Hitler. <laughs> you know? Want to Dude, congratulate really- Jacques for
1: crowbarring <laughs> another Hitler reference? I think this—you know—you're going for the streak. You're going for the streak. This is his DiMaggio streak. <laughs> uh, we've done 57 podcasts, I think. Have we done? No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we've only done to like 40 something. Yeah,
0: right. So yeah. The streak is intact. Though. I know, right? Oh my God! Yeah, this the the Iron Man streak of of racism. <laughs> so let's. Uh, so I now I will circle back to comedy, and uh, I saw Anthony Jeselnik this week. Um, if you don't know who Anthony Jesuit
1: is, in ten years, listen back to this and then cringe because you know something awful is going to happen against Anthony Jeselnik
0: down the road. Yeah, you, know, you know what? Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's one of those things where secretly he's like spends his time like he's, rescuing cats. <laughs> yeah, from right. trees. he's with the Peace Corps. Yeah, How, you know, a Habitat for Humanity. But uh, he he is an awful person. Like every and in his show, you know, it was an hour show. There was, let's say. Five to ten, laughs. Five to eight, out loud, real laughter. But 90% of it is groaning, chuckling laughter, and it's all that, oh my god, I shouldn't be laughing at this kind of stuff.
1: We would kill for That groaning, chuckling laughter oh, without for a doubt. this podcast. Well,
0: I mean, there's some times where that, I remember it was years ago. Joe was, and this is a visual thing, but Joe holds out his palm and he's like, Okay, so the line is here, and Jacques over here and extends the other arm. I, on my worst day, I could never come close to Anthony Jesselnik and, and the awful thing. Well, he has that restraining order against you. <laughs> That's just. true, too. Thank you. But he did. He, he did a good 10 minutes on his love of dropping babies, like to the absolute minutiae about why he likes it, how often he does it, um, how he always gets away with it. You know, he's like, you know, like, and I'm always honest when somebody says, Anthony, will you hold my baby? For a little bit. <laughs> you know? um, but, I, but I did tell Joe, and, and he probably does this almost every city, but he talked about like how much he got here to Boston early, he walked around, and the history and the sights, and he loves Boston, and I keep thinking, Anthony, why, why don't you buy a place here? This place is perfect for you, the comedy scene and the this and that, and then I'm thinking, all oh, right, it's the fucking people, <laughs> you know, and- yeah, later in the show, he's like, you know, tells one of those groaning jokes, and, he, and he's like, "That's what I love about Boston." It's like, you know, a performing to an audience of me, and people laugh and cheer. And he goes, "Only Boston would take that as a compliment." <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know uh, there, there was a good. It wasn't a heckle moment, but like somebody, you know, had shouted out something, and he turns around and goes, "Who said that?" And like they pointed to some girls, like, "Oh." Hoping it was one of the pretty ones. It Ooh. Like, you know, and it was like an hour of that—just an hour of of awfulness, which I highly suggest. Okay,
1: great. So look for more uh, misogyny and uh, baby dropping references. <laughs> Maybe you know what—that would be a step up from the Hitler references. So yeah, you know what? Let's out. work
0: in the baby dropping references, um, please. And I love his delivery. You know, it's that slow, methodical, like, storytelling, not just, like, joke and punchline. And I won't – you know, not giving away the whole thing, but, you know, one of, everybody. Everybody is is a target. He's talking about, like, he has a Latino neighbor. And he's always nice. There's a communication barrier, but they always wave to each other. And, like, you know, one day I came home and I just was not in the mood and blah, blah, blah. And finally I snapped. I said, you're in fucking America. I don't speak sign language. he <laughs> <Because>, goes, <laughs> see, you thought I was going to take a heart left into, into, you know, and I went the other way. He zigs when everybody
1: else zags. That's so, why we like him.
0: Highly recommend. Uh, but again, it's, it's, I think, you know, I saw Gaffigan recently, I went to the comedy show with my sister recently, and, and this, this is the third outing. Uh, and, I, and every time I go out, I'm like, why don't I go see more live comedy? Because I always have fun. You should break your foot more. I really should.
1: You know, you've been out a lot more frequently with one leg. Uh,
0: which is great. I didn't have to wait in the line. As soon as I come limping up, they're like, oh, right in here, sir.
1: Right. And you know what? Uh, good on you for parking in the handicap spaces,
0: you know, just because. I not only park in the handicap spaces, I park like a dick taking up two handicap spaces. Good. You know. Um, you've been taught well, my Padawan. But now, uh, I, I have put this on the rundown, and. and to my surprise, you read it beforehand and you emailed back because uh-huh. uh, of, speaking of re- reboots, Double Dare. And, I, and I, when I heard about this, I'm like, oh, because of the age difference and because it's a game show, it might be something you're psyched about.
1: I was super psyched about the show itself when it was out. And I am actually excited to see how they turn it into a game that is meant for kids today but also harkens back to the their parents' uh, age group, which is me, uh, 40-somethings. Yeah, Double Dare's coming back for a 40-episode run on Nickelodeon this summer. Uh, the host hasn't been announced yet. I'm sure Mark Summers will probably make some sort of a cameo or something. Mark Summers is the host of Double Dare, the original host. He, you know, is a, successful TV producer now, and he's not, you know, emceeing as much as he used to, but he's not shying away from the whole Double Dare past. Like, that's, he knows where his bread was buttered. The great thing about Mark Summers being the host of Double Dare, and I think a lot of people know this by now, is that he has OCD and is a complete, like, not germaphobe, but, like, he just, he had to get slimed every day on that show and grin through it because, you know, at the end of the, you know, he'd have to get slimed, uh, yell, cut, and then, you know, immediately like go take a shower or something because it drove him kind of nuts. But he was he was great on that show. Uh he was like the kind of perfect game show host for kids. He had that sort of like he was about the same size as the kids because he's only like five four or five five. But he was like in his you know early thirties. He was just old enough. Like you see kids ho- kids' show hosts nowadays, there are like fresh face, they kind of like, hey, everybody, I'm a good guy. You know, like those guys, those are a little too young. But he had this sort of, like, air of of wisdom to him that, uh, you know, he he had this authority. I'm not going to go on and on about Mark Summers, which I could, but I won't. But, yes, Double Dare is coming back. I'm going to probably watch it. I don't watch Nickelodeon anymore. Shocker, you know, even though I have kids, they don't watch Not me. even the
0: Kids' Choice Awards?
1: Not even the Kids' Choice Awards. I think, that, you know, I would watch, like, SpongeBob. I mean, everybody loves SpongeBob. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a prude. Oh, I can hear you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm also trying to figure out how to get the fuck on that show. I think there was some, you know, ideas milling about, about bringing back Double Dare, but for adults. Like an adult version of Double Dare. Hello. Yes. The physical challenges, indeed. Right. My, of course, now we're 40, so physical challenges are like getting out of bed without groaning. <laughs>
0: I, uh, Going through the night without peeing. Uh, no, I'm out. I already lost. <laughs> uh, so when I put this on the rundown, and Joe wrote back, he goes, Yes, I like Double Dare. I even have the board game. Not the board
1: game, the home game. And uh, I should have brought it down to show you what it is. But uh, it's a monstrosity, and it's great. It comes with all these little foam pieces, and it comes with these like, a s- stack of cards and instructions on how to use these parts, like these rings and hooks and foam balls and cups and stuff, paddles.
0: So wait, is this the adult version? Just yes, climbing? it is.
1: Okay. I didn't get to the chains and the, uh, <laughs> the ball gag. Didn't come with a one-ton human hamster wheel, which I don't think you even know what I'm talking
0: about. I don't. I oh don't. Oh, my God. But, so I wanted to back up a little bit. So the host has OCD. Did it develop during the show, or did he sign a contract knowing that every day he was going to be?
1: I think he knew, and but he was—he's a professional. Like he was just like, okay, this is sort of what I'm going. This is my gig. Um, okay, let's let's do it. Yeah, so I don't think he developed it over time. Like as like, it's not a chicken and the egg thing where it's just like normal person going in, OCD freak coming out. I want to be a rock star. I just hate performing in front of people. Yeah, right. All right, Carly Simon. Uh, <laughs> you should see an obstacle course run. Have you ever seen an obstacle course run on Double Dare? Do have you seen one frame of? I've double seen Dare? clips, but yeah. I mean, you got to You got to watch a Double Dare obstacle course run on YouTube. I'm sure they're out there. It's just f- it's fucking fantastic, and uh, maybe you won't like it because it's high anxiety. As like as low stakes as it is. Uh, It's a high anxiety show because the obstacle course is when the team wins, they have to do eight different obstacles within 60 seconds. And the obstacles include having to grab a flag at the end of or finding a flag or something. You know, you have to grab the eight flags, at the eight different obstacles, and you have to go in order. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And the further you get, the more prizes you win and the the more valuable prizes you win. And then when they did Family Double Dare, they had, you know, two parents and two children they would have, as the grand prize, like a new car. So this is like big stakes, high little, money. Little, little,
0: little Timmy stumbles coming out of the gate, and it's like, Dad's like, you're
1: dead. Oh, God. Me. I mean, they, they, they parodied this on uh, um, the Cleveland show when they had, like, Cleveland's family going on Family Double Dare and not being able to find the flag in the stack of, like, f- giant pancakes
0: with the syrup mixed in, and it's, it's just, <laughs> the flag is right there! <laughs> <laughs> no. It, I, and i do i have a problem with anxiety you describing all this (laughs) and 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 i'll just just touch on for a second the other day we were home and um there was some gordon ramsay cooking show but it was a kid's cooking oh master chef jr and i'm like i'm just waiting for him to say you fucking call this a cupcake it's like (laughs) and and even though there was none of that i mean they weren't awfully brutal to the kids i mean first of all these kids are making stuff that i couldn't even begin to imagine like where where would you have ever be exposed to like <laughs> this sort of unique like pastry with these weird ingredients and they're like kid okay, made a cream puff, and it's like oh the fluffy part of the middle congeal too much and blah, blah blah and the kid is like fighting back tears i'm like what are you doing? It's yeah. like, why are your parents like the parents are like, why are you letting the kids on this? Because even if your kid does a great job, he's going to get cut. And I great, great, look, I know you get cut from teams and this and that, and it's life. But these are like eight, these are like my little guys. And it's like,
1: right. At least you do when you get cut from a team, you're only embarrassed around the people who see you get cut from the team. Here, it's everybody that's watching the show, and it's on the internet forever, and it's.
0: I couldn't uh, – my, my anxiety, like but I was, I was waiting for Gordon Ramsay to start calling them names. It's like swearing at them relentlessly. Now, moving on to more important topics, I will ask you, the listener, and you, Joseph, my podcasting uh, compatriot, haven't seen Infinity Wars yet. Uh, management is doing overnights at work since it came out and for another five nights and it's the whole, you know, we got to see it together as a family thing. Is that grounds for divorce? <laughs> <laughs> and if so, is it worth it?
1: <laughs> it is, but it's shaky ground. So technically, yes.
0: Okay. Now, let's say it's shaky ground. Let me add another piece of evidence into the equation, Your Honor. She calls today from her work, because you know nannies for two three-year-olds, and asks me, Would I like to go with her and the three-year-olds and take our boys to the theater where Infinity Wars is playing to watch Sherlock Gnomes? Oh, my God. Literally, that question was asked of me. That should be exhibits A through (laughs) Z. I mean, seriously, I'm like, so you want me to go – first of all, you're asking me, our boys – Our youngest one is eight in a couple days. I'm past having to take him to Sherlock No movies. I'm, I'm done. There's been so many movies I've seen with them that we love. Absolutely love. Movies, before I had kids, I probably would have never shown up on my radar that we've seen that we've loved. And then there's been the Smurfs and <laughs> and, 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 and other movies. Shipwrecked. Oh, to this day, like every time, like Alvin and the Chipmunks come on during Christmas or, you know, when we call up the Apple TV and the fact that I have fucking bought a couple of those movies. You're a proud owner. No. Every time they boys <laughs> laugh hysterically because they loved him. And it was like, honestly, I would just rather have like, like Thor Ragnarok, Gouged an eye out rather than have to see, <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks. But she calls and, and instead of going to Infinity Wars, wants me to sit in the theater right next to Infinity Wars, watching Sherlock. No, uh, there's an easy
1: solution to this. You just take a two and a half hour bathroom break. <laughs>
0: exactly, but the movie's only an hour and a half. <laughs> see it twice right in the car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, but, so you
0: know, shame on, shame on her. Really? Yeah. You know? It took the entire. 10 years of Marvel building up every character in the Marvel Universe to collectively come together to beat Batman's Dark Knight's Thursday night opening record. Mm. It took the entire Marvel Universe (laughs) to take down Batman. Case dismissed. A lot of court talk on this podcast. But yeah, uh, the Dark Knight came out in 2008 and it was the highest grossing... Thursday night showing, um, but the Thursday night of Infinity War. So I won't be able to review or talk about this show. However, you, just last night or this morning, saw Thor Ragnarok. Yes, finally, thanks to Apple TV. And so we, we could now do a sideshow again just <laughs> talking about Thor Ragnarok.
1: Only in the next 48 hours, because after that I'm just going to forget everything I've ever seen about Thor Ragnarok.
0: But no, it was a hilarious movie. No, but, but am I right? Is it more Guardians 3 than... Thor three, I mean, because of the comedy and stuff.
1: Yeah, I didn't see Dark World, so okay. But, um, but I, I'm sure that's the, probably the thoriest movie there is out there.
0: Why, why don't you run down what Thor lost in the movie if you can remember? No, he lost
1: his hair, he lost his eye, um, he lost, I think, his planet, <laughs> his realm. <laughs> yeah, his realm. His realm. Also, oh yeah, shame on me, realm. But of course, Asgard is not a planet. Right, it's a people. It, it, thank you. By the way, luckily, all of the people of Asgard. Got to fit in that spaceship so that they could leave. And by the way, spoilers! <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: movie's been out for five, six months. It's okay. Uh, what else he lose? Uh, you, you, got, you got his hair, his, his, his realm, oh, of course. his eye. Yeah, well, you know, he's not the god of hammers. He's not the god of hammers. His dad. <laughs> yeah, he did lose his dad. Odin, like, literally. But he gained a sister. Oh, in the yeah, last one. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Who he, had to, who he had to destroy his planet in order to kill. Um, Is she dead, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. she's got to be. I hope so. Yeah, right. right I right, that, right, hope that was, so. Right.
1: When Ragnarok was the, uh, the uh, sword thrower, that's a,
0: and then, um, that's and, a fatality. And, and then uh, we, when, and, and it was. It had so many great parts. Um, when Thor. Uh, Thor and Loki, you know, are uh, kind of summoned by Doctor Strange. And when Thor show, uh, when Loki shows back up, I've been falling for half an hour. I don't want to play. Get help. <laughs> I'm not doing get help. That's how it feels. Right. Again, I mean, this I act- know him. He's, <laughs> He's a, friend a friend from, from work. work. <laughs> yes <laughs> you know Oh, <laughs> uh, that was so, so good. I mean, uh, uh good, good revolution, everybody. <laughs> um, was he the jeffiest, go bloomiest ever?
1: He had the Jeffiest, Goldiest, Bloomiest ever, and and fantastic. And I watched the special features where it was that that team Daryl featurette yep, where it was yep. the guy who posted a Craigslist ad for a roommate, and I think it was a follow up to Thor. It was Thor, the old roommate, right? Yeah. And then he left. But then, of course, the grandmaster. Uh, uh, grand we master. have one view,
0: but but that's us. Maybe we should do another. I this an, the another uh, video, telling people about the first video. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, I have a uh, uh, a melting stick that I use to uh to melt um my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> he was great man. that. He's really leaned in to his Jeff Goldblum.
0: Like he's just leaned way into it. Like he's almost at Adam West level. Right, right. Or, or same thing with the William Shatner. It's like, okay, yep. I I'm, I'm going to be who everybody thinks.
1: Yeah, who, yeah, right. I'm going to be the version of Jeff Goldblum, who you know, I, who, who people have been making fun of for the past 15 years. Give
0: the people what, what? they want. Yeah. So that was our Thor Ragnarok sideshow. And uh, now moving on to, so we've talked a little Infinity War. We talked Thor Ragnarok, but now the Korean War is over. Oh yeah, or almost over. They're negotiating the Korean War. at The end of the Korean War, as we speak. Not a joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. And. Uh, a lot of things to unpack here, and um, not a lot of time to do it in. So
0: what was the catalyst to all of this? See, Joe, Joe and I did a podcast yesterday <laughs> just between the two of us talking, and he asked, how much credit does Blotus get for moving this forward? It is tough. It is tough to say yes. There is a level of credit that has to be given for the U.S.'s participation in this. But at the same time, let's not forget, a lot of this was put into motion long before the election of 2016 because of the Olympics coming to South Korea, North Korea wanting to be part of it. A lot of – and, and th- those Olympics were awarded eight years before. So a lot of moving pieces were put into place for reconciliation between these two countries. It's tough to say yes. There has to be credit given. And I will say that. And and I'm not going to say no buts. However, (laughs) you know, but seriously, it's like tough because it's like there's that part of me I said to Joe. That's that little part of me that like, oh, I hope it all, pardon the expression, blows up in everybody's face and falls apart just so we can say, see, he fucked this up. And then you got to stop and think, what kind of asshole does that make you to root against? Well, let's take a step back. Okay,
1: so we all know about. Trump's tough talk against Kim Jong-un. My button is bigger than your button. Little rocket man. Little rocket man. But we also know that Kim Jong-un inherited a crumbling regime. And, you know, he's been the leader for how many years? Like four, five years, maybe longer, maybe less, because I'm, you know, kind of out of it. But is it all just sort of a happenstance that, yeah, as Donald Trump was egging Kim Jong-un on, was there also just sort of like... It was inevitable that Kim Jong-un would eventually have to sort of try to come to some sort of reconciliation with the South so that he could
0: lift those sanctions. Well, uh, is North Korea as in bad shape as we think because they got that fat kid? That's Kim Jong-un. Right, right. That's what I mean. North Korea because they got that – was it interview? The interview? But they have
1: a fat kid. (laughs) Oh, the fat kid, yeah. yeah. On the
0: other hand, do you give credit in a way to Kim Jong-un because of – and in and, and light of the, the sanctions and in light of the scorn of the rest of the world, he kept testing his missiles and he fired the missile. Like, you know, when he's like, if you, t- you know, when BLOTUS was like, if you test another missile, that's the end of you. The very next day, he shoots a missile over, over Japan, which, you know, as we, t- we had Biff on the show, it's like, yeah, that was, that was a lot bigger news than anything going on here. And did that force. People to the table because now China had to step in. And and, and we just found out recently. Well, again, let's let you know if you follow it along in, in the timeline, the Olympics moved a lot of things along. North Korea wanted to be more part of the Olympics. They actually marched in the stadium together. But since then, it's like, you know, Kim Jong un had left North Korea for the first time in his life. To go to China and meet with you know their prime minister, and so it's one of those things because he didn't back down because he wanted to give up the program. Did that force everybody to take him more seriously now? I mean, I mean, it goes back and forth. So yeah, there's a le- there's a level of like, look, there's a method to the madness here. This has moved forward. It is in a better place now than it's been in a long time. The next question is going one more level deeper. What are the goals? I mean, are the goals for him to stop developing nuclear weapons or give up his nuclear weapons? And do you think he gives up nuclear weapons if that is the goal? And if that is the goal, and it doesn't happen, but they stop testing new things, is that a win? What we, I mean, w- w- you know, because we we know with this administration, there's always a moving goalpost. So going into it as of now, what do you, what are they saying is the objectives?
1: North Korea just wants those sanctions lifted because he his – their country cannot sustain itself the way it's going now. And and, and this is – but at the same time, they're still not going to have any free speech. They're still going to be li- – they're still going to propagandize everything and, and filter everything through their one-state television and whatever, one-state newspaper. The people are not going to be all of a sudden like – I don't think they're gonna be able to like freely tour the the, 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 the south they're not gonna to go to south they're not gonna open up the borders, the wall's not coming down, the little blue house is probably gonna stay put. There's still
0: gonna be two Koreas, I believe, right? Yeah, oh without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. No, but I'm I'm saying Oh, you're from, talking about from his point of view. Yeah. It is getting them to stop testing a win or is getting them to give up their nuclear and let people come in and disarm the I nuclear Honestly, from so Blotus'
1: much. point of view, we're, we're, this is where we start to get to the normalization of Donald Trump because there is no normal with Donald Trump. Right. The, 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 the only thing that Donald Trump wants out of this is credit. Credit for good. Like, whether
0: anything is a win. Well, he did save the Olympics, remember? Yes, exactly. He saved the Olympics. Yes, he
1: saved the Olympics. He wants to be the first U.S. president to meet with North Korea.
0: So here's the funny thing.
1: Uh, yeah, so, so look, rooting against and it— That hasn't happened, by the way. That's the, other, that, that's the other caveat. This is kind of half done as far as Donald Trump's involvement is concerned because, you know, he could take credit and do, you know, take a victory lap about getting the North and South to talk— but at the same time, there's this summit that Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un are supposed to have at some later date in some unknown location or yet-to-be-determined location. That could get all fucked up.
0: Well, so, so that's the thing. So I would like to know what the stated goal is going in. I don't ever see Kim Jong-un because I think, as I said, for him to let inspectors come in and take apart their missiles – Would be crazy. I mean it's the one thing that has probably kept the world at bay. Um, and, and we've gone through the history of the countries that have disarmed and then had tanks roll in on them. So I don't. I think he's smart enough to not say, you know, but we'll stop testing, we'll stop developing, but we're going to keep what we have. And and yeah, but like I said, the North and South have been talking for a long time. They entered the stadium together and the Olympics as a united front. They let North Korean hockey players play on their you know South Korean hockey team and stuff like that in it. So th- this has been tricky. Here's here's one fun fact. Um, Did you see the clip where Kim Jong? On walks across the demilitarized zone yes. and, and and he actually steps foot into South Korea and they take all the pictures and then he holds hands with Moon, the president of South Korea, and they take two steps into South Korea, uh, North Korea, and they take pictures there. Yes. And, and they held hands together. Um, you know who doesn't hold hands? Who? Flotus. Uh, You've uh, seen that clip? Oh yeah. Has okay. I'll ask you. What has made you happier? That clip or the clip where his hair blows up and you can see. <laughs> I'll take
1: a good wind versus Donald Trump meme any day of the week.
0: Honestly, it's one of one of those things. It wasn't like she missed the high five or or one went to shake hands and one went to fist bump and there was that awkwardness. No. Like recoiled in horror. She's uh she's not happy with her current husband uh, So there is that twinge that wants this to fall apart, but then it's like, yay, let's have it all fall apart and have the North Koreans keep starving. It's like, what? No yeah.
1: No, we don't want it to fall apart. We just want Donald Trump to not be credited for putting this together
0: but but he like but look at the other positive things he's done just this week like uh, brushing off the dandrift of the president of France. that Michael, wasn't there that, right. Dude, it's like, why? Why do you have to go out of your way to... Because he's a dick. A pra- but at he's least, a dick. He, you know, he was all, literally, he was all handsy with them, you know? And we know the French are cool with that. I get that part. But it was funny how he was all over him. He was praising him at the news conference. But it was like, well, let me tell you how great he is. Well, let's... You know, great other than this standard. I mean, it was such a dick move. But and a lot of people in France, because I I, I talked to our friend or, you know, texting with our friend Orly about this. It's like, why is Macron being so nice to him? And she was like, well, you know, he does need to be taken down a peg. He's really, you know, he's kind of an arrogant fuck. And I'm like, but he's French, right? <laughs> she thought that was pretty good. Um, but he, he was all chummy with him. And then he goes and, and talks in front of Senate and didn't completely bash, you know, the administration, but you know, reiterated the fact that, yeah, the Iran deal needs to stay and we need the environment. So get your shit together. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but he was all chummy with the dude from France next day, Merkel. Or two days later, Merkel from Angela Merkel was here, and it was not as cold and it, it, like not shaking her hand like he did last time. But again, took to, took to the podium next to her, and it's like you got to see the eye rolling because he was talking about the witch hunt and all these other things, and she's like, "Great, I flew here for this sideshow." But uh-huh. but again, it's like, but we will, we're both through this. Uh, any thoughts on Hannity getting a hut loan? I don't know what you're talking about I'm so,
1: dude, all right, you're Mr. Rachel Maddow over there <laughs> i don't i I have to check out at some point with the politics and I mean, I follow stuff on Twitter. I see the stuff coming by Some of this I'm just hearing for the first time now i kinda I know that
0: uh he had some real estate deals well well, HUD, which is run by Sleepy Ben Carson <laughs> I think isn't Sleepy bank Carson what what Trump had called them. Yes. Okay, all right. Uh, it, it's it's housing it's housing for the poor. Yeah,
1: yeah, housing and urban development. Of yeah. course, being run by a black guy.
0: Urban. It's Ur- right in the name. R- right, <laughs> which he has taken out, anyways. Uh-huh. Uh, but but HUD approved a five million dollar loan for Sean Hannity to buy some real estate investment because oh. you know Sean Hannity's having trouble like making ends meet, and I'm not sure if that deal was put together by Cohen or if it. But anyways, I mean. You know he is the swampiest of swamps. So, I, I, and the last political thing is is the Muslim ban that is being you know heard again in the Supreme Court. You've been following that like like since day one. Mm-hmm. The Solicitor General, Noel Francisco, representing the United States, referred to. I it, left my heart <laughs> in Noel Francisco. Thank you. But he, he you're referred, a my crowd. He referred to Islam as a country. Oh, boy. And that, that is who's representing the United How States. How old is this guy? He's, he, he's, he's oh, young, 40, 45, 50. Oh, okay. I mean, he's an esteemed lawyer arguing a case on behalf of the U.S. government in front of the Supreme Court.
1: Well, you know, he is confused because there is such a thing as the Nation of Islam. Right. Mm, so I think that's maybe like you thought Louis Farrakhan was the president <laughs> of Islam. <laughs>
0: Oh, either way, that's fuck that that's who's representing you, the people. In this case, in front of your Supreme Court. You're welcome. Oh boy. Uh, anyway, f- enough enough for the swamp. Oh. Let's get to you- That's my swamp. My <laughs> land. Ge- I need
1: a 5 million dollar loan <laughs> from
0: the, the government. When, when, when did Willie Need a loan from the government From <laughs> assistance All of a sudden you switch into Willie
1: Well I was trying to do a Scottish accent from Shrek Because if
0: it's not Scottish It's crap uh, And now the oh. defunct sponsor of the week Beware America Based on the original hit Double Dare It's Primetime's all new Family Double Dare Where kids put their parents through the ultimate Physical challenge Is that disgusting or what? It's slippery, it's slimy, it's messy. It's the all-new Family Double Dare. Premier Saturday, April 9th. All right. Joe's favorite time of the day, sport. Woo! Uh, this past couple days, the NFL draft, um, you know, which is, which is always uh, – it amazes me how huge the draft has gotten where they fill a stadium where people come from all over, uh, you know, round-the-clock – you know, coverage of it. Um, I do love how, you know, Goodell gets boots so mercilessly
1: but <laughs> and gets paid so
0: handsomely. So handsomely. But focusing on what's important, uh, the Patriots draft. It's a little wonky. Everybody thought they were gonna take a quarterback. They used their first three picks and have traded away their next three picks for six picks next year. And people are like, Did you did you see how that game in February you know, ended up and how uh, you let a backup quarterback put 41 points on the board. Maybe those picks could be used to, let's say, not let a backup quarterback put 41 points on the board. And then the conspiracy theory is they flipped the picks that they got for Jimmy Garoppolo to more picks next year. So he can say, I didn't trade Jimmy Garoppolo for a second-round pick. I traded him for four picks. And it's it's hard to focus – I don't really care. I'm still not on the bandwagon. It's not football season unless you're counting the Massachusetts Pirates.
1: Yes, the arena football. Which I
0: think you're going next week. Didn't it, it you and Jim uh, say? I can't.
1: I can't go to next week. Next Sunday? A week from Sunday? Next Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I do have that monster truck rally, but then I also have <laughs> uh, recital for my kids. So I'm out. So you're going to be a good dad. So now
0: you decide to be involved in the life?
1: i got to keep this con going, man.
0: <laughs> uh, well, it's fine because the Saturday after that— Six days later, they have another game. But what season is it? It's hockey season. The Bruins won another Game 7 against uh, the Maple Leafs. Thrilling. And, 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 Thrilling. Okay, they're down in the third period. Now, the last time they beat the Maple Leafs in a Game 7, they were down by three goals with less than 10 minutes left. Wow. Um, it has to be one of the greatest yeah. comebacks in, in, yeah. in cup history. Yeah. This year, they were only down by one goal in the third. But they came back, and there was that, that little twinge that says, Oh. I do. I feel bad for, like, Leaf fans. You know, it's like, are they the Washington Generals? <laughs> and, and, look, I don't follow baseball at all, but the same night, and it doesn't matter this one of 162 games, but the Red Sox won in Toronto that night as well. It's like, <laughs> we can't even have fists. We can't. Uh, yeah, insult to injury, yeah. And And, and you know, my good friend Scotty Black, born and raised in Toronto, but was a Bruins fan. And I And I kind of think, is he, like, is he, like, Taking him down from the inside, like like is, is, exactly. I mean, he's always been on the outs because of it. Why he loves the Bruins, like growing up there. Yeah, but he but he had. Well,
1: I guess every man has his breaking point.
0: I mean, I mean, when was the last time the sixty seven? Uh, yeah, thank you. Before I was born. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and and again, it's like, it, it's true. It's like you know, with losing, with not winning the Super Bowl, it's like you almost wish. You didn't make it. Like, is it less heartbreaking to have lost the AFC championship game or the playoff game beforehand than get all the way there? To get to a game seven, to have a lead in the third, and that's got to be a long two-hour flight home. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, mm-hmm. just, that's just brutal. Um, but, but my second favorite team. The Golden Knights, the expansion NHL Darlings, swept the LA Kings and won game one of their round two against the Sharks, 7 nothing. I mean, they're, they are a, a bullet train going through the night. So. Great for them. Good for them. Yeah. I,
1: you kind of want to see them go to the cup and um, you crush the Bruins, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, that, that's what I want. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but I don't want to gloss over this. And, and this, is, this is not InfoWars news. The NHL has asked... Has officially asked Brat Marchant to stop licking other players. Wow! They put out a memo. They put out like they literally called and said, "Yeah, cut the shit." <laughs> I mean, he's doing. I mean, look, I, I you know, I I, I have buddies and juniors and stuff like that who would like you know you give people a face wash, you know, with their gross gloves or like in fight just like smear spit on there, just gross stupid stuff. I mean, um, fun fact. Men are gross. <laughs> uh, put that out there. But I guess Brad Marchand has a habit of enclosed contact, like just licking the side of faces of people just to gross them out.
1: Yeah. Speaking of gross, look at how
0: bad I'm pitting
1: over here. Jesus Christ! It's like you know we have one nice day in the in New England, and I'm like sweating or like Nixon over here.
0: <laughs> uh, so that covers it with sports. So now, oh, is that all? Now, now it is time. For the random video game review. That we- well, sit, it's time for me to... Sit down. What?
1: Da- I-, I got the
0: walking boot, but da- I can
1: make it. Jacques going to hobble over and not Chevy Chase's way <laughs> to my game shelf. And I guess you're going well, just- to... spectrum. You huh? got the whole spectrum like my autism. Just get on the- <laughs> Just grab anything. I'm not going to look at you. Finally, I get an excuse not to look at you. He's going to grab a game off my shelf. And this is a little bit tougher because I don't know which side... At least last week when I was pulling the game off my own shelf, but still not looking, I at least knew what area I was pulling the game from. Here, I don't know, but I think he pulled a PlayStation 2 game out. I think. I think. And I want to say... It's probably a game I might have already reviewed. I don't know. Uh, uh, Let me look over here. It's in the L's, if it's what I'm thinking. Um, Is it in the L's? Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's both before Looney Tunes and Lara Croft. Oh, maybe it's uh between between K and L. Uh, Ah, fuck it. I give up. I don't care anymore. Fuck this podcast. Oh, it's one of these, like, hard to... S- oh, it's Spider-Man 2. Okay, that was way off. But it was a PlayStation 2 game. Spider-Man 2, one of the best Spider-Man games. It was heralded as, as kind of groundbreaking in that it was, like, one of the first open world. This is, like, pre-Batman Arkham Asylum and all that. But you're in a more open world version of New York City... I think it used the same like engine as Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I don't think you can, you know, um, beat up hookers in this game <laughs> as Spider Man. But you go on side quests. You know, you have the, the I think the, I don't know what the the, the the full story mode is, but I know that side quests are are plentiful. You know, you have to rescue people from being mugged. You even deliver pizzas in this game. You can go on like pizza deliveries, yeah,
0: like a side thing as your for side Peter? quest,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, as Spider Man, not Peter Parker, as Spider Man, you're delivering pizzas. Um, I think I only say I think because I've played this game maybe once or twice, but I've read reviews and seen videos about it enough to know that that's a thing, and it's a fun, it's a fun uh game. And I probably will want to play that more before I lose all articulation in my hands <laughs> due to arthritis as I age. Off this mortal coil. But Playstation 2's Spider Man Two. I
0: think it's a good. Uh check it out. I have trouble finding like the actual pricing on what it is. I don't find that that cover. I find other Oh this ones.
1: cover? Oh, this is a uh GameStop generic cover. Okay. That's why. So Spider Man two for the
0: PlayStation Two.
1: It looks like here's the disc. Looks it, like this. Looks like that, yes, and that's the price. So do you see it? <laughs> yes. Would what,
0: what you have? So you paid nine
1: ninety nine. I did not, sir. That's what games. That's what the man wanted me to pay. <laughs> I think I picked this up at a, a thrift store for so like three bucks or something, four bucks.
0: So, so you sold it for what it's worth, yeah.
1: So it's, so it's actually six dollars on eBay. And by the way, there's a new Spider-Man game coming out for the PlayStation Four and Xbox One. Oops. Based on Homecoming. Uh I don't know if it's based on Homecoming but <laughs> but it's another sort of open world game um and uh from the gameplay footage I've seen online it looks pretty awesome like the thing about the Spider-Man games especially the Spider-Man 2 is that the the web-slinging and um using your web to move from building to building was more natural in, uh, in this game than in other games. Other games were a little clunkier. But I think the new PlayStation 4 version of uh, Spider-Man, I think it might be PlayStation, maybe it's a PlayStation exclusive because of this whole Sony thing. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's like another one of those, a little bit of Batman, uh, Arkham Asylum kind of deal, a little bit of a Grand Theft Auto, a little bit of Monica in my mind. A little bit of Spider-Man in my ass. I don't know where that came from. I'm not really good at free association.
0: <laughs> oh, it's the dancing that <laughs> sold it for me. I
1: was kind of trying to work through a fart. That's uh, what I
0: was Netflix pick. Red Bucks pick. What do you got? Lost in Space. Oh, you I saw it? I yeah, saw the whole series, yeah. How many episodes? Ten episodes.
1: Wow. Yeah, so that's how I've been spending my nights alone. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, it's, it's, it's good. Um, heavy on the family and the strength of family and the importance of family.
0: So it's kind of like, let's say, uh, a sci-fi version of Blue Bloods.
1: <laughs> it's, it's kind of like... Um,
0: got the Blue Bloods. It, it's there.
1: like Seventh Heaven in Space. Kinda, I guess. I don't, I've never watched Seventh Heaven, but it's a family drama. And but it's, they happen to be in space. But it's I like the way that they Parker Posey plays Doctor Smith in this version. Uh, her Wait, na- wasn't that the creepy,
0: the creepy guys? Yes. Like, why are you letting him watch your little boy? Yes. <laughs> oh, the pain, the pain, boy. Why are you clinking, clanking,
1: calamitous cacophony of cum? Wait, what? <laughs> 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 okay, you, maybe I'm okay, projecting. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> uh, I do like this new version. the The robot is um, not the same as the old robot. It's not the Robbie the robot from the '60s, but it's got a good twist on it. The storyline is intriguing. How they got
0: into space is is heavily explored. This is like like the family was cleaning the ship, and somebody says, "Do you want lunch?" And he thought he was pressing the launch button, and he (laughs) pressed the launch button. Uh Uh-huh. What was that from? Oh, God, I forget. Was that, like, a parody on Family Guy or something? Oh, no, 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 um, um... Uh, like the skipper from from Gilligan's Island and stuff. It was a short lived, oh. like space nuts or oh. something like that. Yes, I like think... in the opening credits, he says, "Yes, you know, I want some lunch." Oh, lunch be great! And he looks over and he hits the button that says "launch." <laughs> that's lunch, not lunch. Uh, I know. You I know, want I to say like, in I want to say like Larry Storch was part of that. Really. I think he was. Maybe. But, I, but you know what? I think that's gonna be a future slideshow because <laughs> <laughs> a fifty year old sitcom that we can't remember the title of, our fans would love to hear. An hour on this breakdown.
1: Uh, I was going to say five minutes, but okay. <laughs> uh, I, I like the new Lost in Space. Yes, yeah, ten episodes. Um, there is a lot of like. It's not because it's not just the family of the Robinsons. Uh, it's also the other people who were selected to go to there. It's all part of the, this larger endeavor. And I've never watched the original Lost in Space. I don't know how that started Did you watch Lost in Space at all? Yeah. Well,
0: well, let's see. Oh, I'm what, sorry, Mister. Was, it, was it on in the afternoon? on 56, probably. Then I watched it. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Did I like it? I don't know. Yeah. Can I quote it? Yeah, well, you watched like, it. Obviously, you like just, your uh,
1: you were like your mother-in-law is now with game shows. You yeah. just
0: parked in parked, front of the yeah. TV. Yeah. Oh shit! So, yeah, if it was game shows, it'd be one thing. It's also. Um, it's also hot bench, <laughs> right. and whatever else is on that channel during the day.
1: Yeah, but you were all about the sci-fi. But I guess you watched Lost in Space. I don't know what I know that the old like the in in, in the old Lost in Space show, Doctor Smith was this conniving, out for himself kind of guy, and this version of Doctor Smith, a lot different in that um, may or may not be a doctor uh, and uh, borderline evil. Um, this is it's 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 dark, but then it's also light. Uh, it's also kind of middle of the road. It's like it's a whole little bit of everything, and I think that's what makes it mm, watchable. Is that it's not all like brooding, and it's not all gritty, and it's but it's not all light and happy, and hey, and it's not all goofy and, clanky and ho-ho. I'm not gay, really. I <laughs> honestly am not. Um,
0: but leave your small boy with me. Anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the planet Nambla. <laughs> Uh, Lost in Space on Netflix. Check it out.
0: I might check it out because maybe I'll make that my pick because I have a not Netflix refer- uh, or recommendation of the week. I strongly recommend not watching the Kevin James special, stand-up uh, special.
1: I saw that and I was like,
0: I don't
1: know. Nah.
0: I, I it, it, That's how I felt. I'm like, okay, this can't be funny. Like, Kevin James has had... I, I mean, you could watch, let's say, two seasons of uh, of what was it, King um, King of Queens? King of Queens. Maybe there's a couple of laughs in there, mostly from Patton Oswald or, or, or the other sidekick or whatever his new show is. I mean, it's just, yeah, you know, it, he's just not he's he he is the comedic equivalent of Hootie and the Blowfish. Wow. You know, it's like, yeah, I guess I don't. Uh, Hate it, but I don't really like. It's like if if it comes if Foodie and Blowfish comes on the radio, you don't want to like start like getting number two pencil and jamming your ear so you don't ever have to hear again. Hey,
1: that video for "I Only Want to Be with You" is great. Where they have all the ESPN guys. Coming. Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, no, there's moments and stuff like that, right? But Kevin James our, is like that, and yeah, it's like you look, you know, you know, Pixel. He had it there was a couple funny lines here and there, and, and so many the A couple funny lines. Um, Paul Blart. Uh, you know, but which I referenced Paul Blart. I mean, Paul Blart has become part of my lexicon because every Molotov Forevermore is going to be <laughs> Paul Blart. Yeah. But dude, it was it was so. It's like okay, so his sitcoms are CBS, which generally aren't known for great sitcoms. You know,
1: long-lasting, successful moneymakers. Yes. Yes.
0: Funny? No, not, not really. Right. Um, I think he got some of the most middle-of-the-writer show – middle-of-the-writers from his middle-of-the-back show and had them write this complete paint-by-number. Like, there was no, like, you know, I'm in America. I don't speak sign language. Like, left turns, you wouldn't expect So
1: you watched Kevin James's stand-up special and you went, yeah, I could see him going there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Oh. You no, know, no, he went there and – yeah, that actually makes sense. Uh, he, you know, he, a good 15 minutes – like, you know, people like, you know, you and I with like kids with food allergies, like, you know, oh, you know, it, like, honestly. Was it old man-ish, toned it, down it, it, it was, it was, it was like, look, if, if I was one of those people who got offended because, you know, you're making fun of like kids with allergies, it's like. I, I'm sure somebody's going to write a letter. I mean, That's but, in the, you're getting into Peter Rabbit territory, you know? Yeah. Right, but it's like, oh, really? It's not that it's not funny or offensive. It's not that it's offensive. It's like, okay, this this joke has to be dated by 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. heard you've heard edgy people say this ten years ago. Right, that is a cold take. You know, a very cold take. And just, and it was like one of those things where, like, all right, I'm twenty minutes in. Like, like do may- maybe – because I will watch a bad movie that, and be okay with it if it gave me one or two quotable lines. Like, if, if there's one funny line that, like, forevermore I quote or I can reference or something like that. I kept kind of waiting for that point. I kept waiting for the sour milk in the fridge to unsour and then use <laughs> it in a cereal. No. So my, my Netflix recommendation this week is not – Watch the Kevin James stand-up special.
1: Yeah, that's you know what that sort of uh, old manish, not old manish, but dated or tone deaf or whatever humor. That's how I felt sort of during the uh, Ricky Gervais humanity bit about Caitlyn Jenner. It was like okay, fair. You know what I mean? It was just like okay, yeah, but because there, there was like you said in what. Kevin James apparently was doing with his stand-up is that there was no hot take. There was no unique angle. There was no new joke. There was no, like, nothing you haven't already heard a thousand times before or made Could have
0: seen to. coming a half a mile away.
1: Yeah, right. And that's sort of how I felt with that. I was like, okay, you know, not that it was offensive. It was just like there's no new – there's nothing new or – and
0: yeah, it does did seem a little tone deaf, but maybe I, I think I liked I liked you know Ricky Gervais a little more because I like Ricky Gervais, and I kind of went into Ricky Gervais wanting to like it, and I didn't love it. It wasn't like okay, drop what you're doing and watch this, but it was okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Kevin James thing, it's like I will go, I will shout it from the roof now. But the thing is, it's like. <laughs> You know, they bought their tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I say, let them, you know, and it's like that. It's like, if you, it, it is, ex- you got exactly what you thought you were going to get. All right. So he didn't drop any babies. He did not drop any babies. Um, he did not do a 15 minute routine where he talked about, um, I, I'm not going to get bored Anthony Chesnick. It's, it's, it's awful.
1: Speaking of dropping babies, what's your parenting tip of the week?
0: I'm glad you asked. Oh, good. You know, and, and I, I wanted to make sure I got this one right. Um, Joe, as you know, cowboys aren't easy to love. and they're Especially hard- them Dallas ones, am I right? And they're harder to hold. Uh, they'd rather give you a song. True point. They'd rather give you a song than diamonds or gold. It sounds like you're speaking lyrics to a song, which is... Lonesome, <laughs> belt buckles, and... <laughs> Old at Levi's, and each night begins a new day. But you know that. If you don't understand him and he doesn't die young, he'll probably just ride away. So my parenting tip of the week is, Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Don't let them pick up guitars and drive them all trucks. Let them be doctors and lawyers and such. What is this, Larry the Cable Guy deaf comedy <laughs> jam? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> the song... About a week ago, got stuck in my head, <laughs> and the boys keep saying, "Papa, do you like the songs?" Like, no, I can't stop singing. Mamas don't let your babies grow. Like, my father used to listen to that. It's 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 old country, which I can I like some old country. I like old Willie Nelson, old Welling Jennings. You know, um, I like that. And the song is a, is an okay song. I cannot get the fucking song out of my head. So, but my parenting tip of the week just to be really clear, is mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Don't let them pick up guitars or drive them out trucks. Let them be doctors and lawyers and such. All right, I'm going to go on to my
1: parenting tip of the week, and that is to tell your kids to like themselves. Tell your kids that it's not so much what the world thinks about them that's important. It's what they think about themselves and how they like themselves, and to tell your kids that it's them that you like. Let me put it this way. When you tuck your kids in for night-nights, sing this little ditty. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear. It's not the way you do your hair. But it's you I like. The way you are right now. The way down deep inside you, not the things that hide you, not your toys, they're just beside you, but it's you I like. Every part of you, your skin, your eyes, your feelings, whether old or new, I hope that you'll remember even when you're feeling blue.